the Eurozone and Germany in particular is in big, big trouble. But not just Germany and the Eurozone, a lot of other Western nations, including the United States, including the United Kingdom, are in big, big trouble. What am I talking about? I'm talking about inflation. Now, if you listen to the experts and you listen to the media, they'll tell you we have a standard of living crisis, but it's going to get away. It's going to sort itself out. There's nothing really to worry about. Or they say that, in fact, let me read this statement. President Putin's attack isn't just on Ukraine. It's also on our people who are now suffering as a result of inflation due to his war. Here's another statement then. Due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine, energy and food prices are exploding globally. Okay, so firstly, let's look at these two statements then. Is inflation globally as a result purely of Putin and this invasion of Ukraine, or could it be closely, you know, more closely matched to what I'm holding in my hand here? Now, let's not take away from what's going on in Ukraine. Obviously, terrible situation going on there. But we need to get to the facts. We need to look at reality and not look at what the media is misleading us with. What I'm holding in my hand here, this says ein billion mark, one billion marks from the Weimar Republic. What a lot of people don't know, there was actually two currencies running at the time within Germany. There was World War One, obviously known as the Great War going on at the time. And there were two options, as there always is for any government. You can print and create more of these, or you can tax the people. Let's, um, let's use COVID, actually, as a, an example of this over the last two years. What happened? There was all of this new currency creation for the war on COVID. You remember this? It was a war on COVID very similar to the war on X. It depended what country you were during the Great War. And this is the same pattern. It happened. You can look back throughout much of history and you'll see this same pattern. You have two options, tax the people or print more currency. So Germany went with the option of printing more of this stuff. And that's why you've got this sort of stuff now, which just like what happens to US dollars when they go to Washington, they go to, uh, back to the mint, they get turned into this. It's just shredded paper. France, on the other hand, took a different approach and they taxed the people. France didn't have hyperinflation. Yeah, okay, they still had some higher levels of inflation, but they were able to get it under control. But the first lesson that I want to give all of you is that all of this stuff here, this, you know, paper, um, dollars, US dollars, probably one of the strongest currencies. I'm not going to dispute that. Um, British pounds. We have euros here. Eurozone is in big, big trouble. UK isn't too far behind, although the pound's going to stay relatively strong. But the Eurozone is in big, big trouble. And that's because you have these leaders who are both manipulating, combined with economists that are completely clueless, a lot of the time, the problem with the economists are that they they're so they have their heads so much in the books and the statistics that they don't go out and they look in society and look at what's actually happening with prices. Just over the last few weeks in Germany, actually, you probably saw the headlines. One of the stores, Aldi, increased food prices overnight by 20 to 50 percent. And people were surprised. How how did this 
happen, Neil? People asked. How is that even possible? Well, in fact, let's go to the shared screen a moment. I'm going to show you something here. So this is from the IFO.de inflation expectations for Germany in particular here. So 4.36%. So this was only done in February, so two months ago now. So these were the economists, these absolute geniuses. They forecast 4.36% for 2022, 3.4% for 23, and back down to 2.8% for 21. Now, let's just focus on this figure here, this 4.36%, because it is important. So let's just look at this. So we're on Trading Economics here, a really good website. When that was taken, inflation was already at 5.1%. So for them to say 4.3, when it was already at 5.1, having the PPI, so the producer prices, haven't even hit the economy yet. And then where do we get to? 7.3%. See, if they had just looked at this chart here and taken this into account, this is the PPI, so very different from the CPI. CPI is the consumer price index. The PPI is the producer price index. This always goes first. The CPI comes next. So if we just look at October onwards, this was inflation in producer prices. Now, you've got to think of it like this. Are producers in business just for the fun of it or are they in business to make a profit? We know the answer is to make a profit. So let's look at the, the next phase of this then. If you are a business and your PPI costs, your, your, your production costs go up by 25% month on month on month, let me add 25%, what do you think they would then have to do with these prices? They have to pass them on to the consumer. So when people say, how did items go up by 50% or some items went up by 600% like cooking oil and such things, how can they go up by 50% overnight? How can bread go up so much? Well, there's a lot of other components to that. You can blame part of the bread prices on the invasion in Ukraine because Ukraine is the breadbasket of the world. It produces wheat. You can blame cooking oil on the Ukraine invasion because that is where a lot of the cooking oil is produced from. You can. But some of the other things, the 20%, the 50%, you can't blame that on what's going on in Ukraine. You have to come back to this all over again. You have to come back to all of this paper, which is actually, it's funny. If you think about paper and money like this, it actually only exists. You see this as having value, this $100 bill here. To me, this is, just, this is just a piece of paper. I don't even believe in the promise behind it because I know my history. I've studied my history. It's one of my biggest hobbies to actually read this and build all of these patterns. This stuff isn't worth anything, as is, as is this. This is, you know, it's worth a penny. It's, there is no value to it at all, as is this, which is what happens when it goes back to the mint and gets shredded. There is no value behind it. And of course, we can blame a lot of these price rises on energy. Energy is the biggest input. There's no disputing that. But you've got to look at this. Let me ask you a question for you to explore on your own. How is it that energy prices in Europe and the US and other Western nations are going up dramatically, but energy prices in China and India and some of the other BRICS nations and countries that are very friendly with Russia 
are dropping dramatically. Do you think there could be some sort of a correlation there, perhaps? I would say yes. If you just apply logic to most things and don't listen to what is being said in the media and you just apply your own logic and common sense, this is simple mathematics. If one is going down by 10% in cost and another has gone up by 10% in cost that month, doesn't it say to you perhaps that they were offset by one another? In fact, German energy was up by 68% in February alone. Just think about that, 68%. What does the CPI consist of? If you think about anything that you might purchase, even you can take anything, you can take a pen like this. That is the finished product, but you have to have those raw materials, the energy costs, the labor costs. You have to have all of this that goes into creating a pen like this. Now, the metal will come from one place. The ink will come from another place. There's plastic involved in this. There's a lot of engineering involved in something as simple as a pen. So I want you to just think in terms of energy as the starting point of everything. And the end point is what you pay at the pump or what you pay for your food or what you pay for a pen. That is the end point. The energy, which we're seeing now, these, these very large increases, is going to work its way into the economy. And another thing I keep hearing people say and, and what the media is saying is that, you know, the government's on top of this. The government's going to solve this problem. L let me ask you a question. Let's say that you hired a builder to build you a wall you know, you, you, around your house, around your, your garden, whatever you want to say. And that builder just did a terrible job and they built you a wonky wall and you went over to it and it fell over and almost hit you. Would you go back to that builder and say, okay, I want you to build me another wall. Yeah, I want you to go and build a wall on the other side of my house. Of course not. That would be absurd. But yet what's happening is people are relying on the government who printed all of this currency during COVID when actually a lot of it was wasted as well. There was a lot of wasted money. If you look into the PPE, there was billions, not just in, in Europe, but in other nations as well. There was billions that disappeared. There were billions that got wasted on equipment that was never even used because there were, it was faulty or all sorts of other things. Now, if that was a tax instead to pay for COVID and what happened over the last two years, you wouldn't be seeing everything you're seeing right now. And people would be a lot more vigilant and they wouldn't be cheering for all of the, the PPE and, and they wouldn't say, well, who cares that the government wasted all of that money? Think about this. The government doesn't produce anything. They are not, uh, you know, they're, they're not investors. They don't produce anything. They get all of their money from tax. So taxation, where does that money come from? It comes from you and I. That is where the money comes from. And the other thing that was just ironic was they were saying there's nothing to worry about. There's not going to be any crazy inflation in food. Everything's fine. We have these strong supply chains saying stockpiling isn't necessary because Germany's food supplies are stable and supply chains remain robust. We consider this practice completely unfounded because the security of our food supplies is guaranteed. We currently see no cause for concern. Just four days later, we see supermarkets raising the prices by 20 to 50 percent on some food items. And people were surprised. They were shocked. They said, 
but it just said on the media that everything was fine and we don't need to worry about anything and there weren't going to be any more price rises and we don't need to worry about rationing. And now a few days later, not only do we have these high food price rises, but now we have rationing as well, energy rationing, part of this three-step government emergency plan on energy. Julia, what is this early warning plan and what does it mean that they've activated it? So this is part of a three-step emergency plan for uh, energy uh, here in Germany. They're going to form uh, a crisis team. And I'll tell you why I wasn't surprised by this, because I've actually studied the Weimar Republic and the hyperinflation that ensued. It's fascinating. And you look at what happened and it was all very, very predictable. And although I'm not seeing hyperinflation yet for Germany and some of the Western nations, the, the governments do need to get a handle on everything that's going on because we are going into an inflationary spiral. And I just want to show you a couple more articles then that are very relevant and important for you. This is the German PPI, so Producer Prices Index. And look where we are for February, 25.6%. 24.9%, 23.6%. We haven't even seen this come through the economy yet. So there's going to be a lot more pain ahead. Just observe this for a moment. Consumer price index for Germany, special breakdown, percentage changes on the previous year. Look at these numbers. Look at what's highlighted here. When you start looking at the index excluding energy, excluding household energy, excluding heating oil and fuels, why do they exclude these things? Isn't it obvious? But I wanted to just show you this as well. This was Weimar. This was a, a study that was on the Weimar Republic. And let me read this to you. Of course, all the little people, this was from a diary, sorry. Of course, all the little people who had small savings were wiped out. But the big factories and banking houses and multimillionaires didn't seem to be affected at all. So multimillionaires equate this to multi-billionaires today or someone that's worth hundreds of millions because of the uh, currency difference. They went right on piling up their millions. Those big holdings were protected somehow from loss. Aha, what have we seen this time around? Rich getting richer, poor getting poorer, middle class being dragged down. This is the same pattern, the wealth divide. But the mass of the people were completely broke. And we asked ourselves, how can that happen? How is it that the government can't control an inflation which wipes out the life savings of the mass of people, but the big capitalists can come through the whole thing unscathed? Well, isn't it obvious? I think so. The government are the capitalists. They are friends. Birds of a feather flock together. It is one big crew. Of course, they're going to be you know, come through this unscathed. And the same thing's going to happen again this time. We who lived through it never got an answer that meant anything. But after that, even those people who used to save didn't trust money anymore or the government. And you think you're safe if you're in the USA and other places like that. Uh-uh, look at this. This is from Statista. Look at this. The USA here. Can you see this? This sort of turquoisey kind of color. Look at where you are in comparison to the UK, which is above Germany. We just don't know it yet. France and Japan is sitting nicely, uh, nice and low down here. France as well doing a lot better. But Germany, UK, US are in big trouble. They just don't know it yet. And if we look at the global inflation rates at the moment, 
Everything above this line here, so Argentina, this is hyperinflation. That is what hyperinflation is. You're talking about 50% or more month on month. But look as we come down here, look at this chart. And let's keep going down. Some of these you would expect. I mean, Sri Lanka, we know what's going on there. They've just defaulted on billions of their uh, foreign debt. Uh, Russia, yes, we've seen inflation there, but I think this will come down as they get that under control. And again, we can see a lot of sort of European countries here. But just look, as we get down here, here's, here's Poland, and then we get to Egypt, Romania, the Netherlands, though, look at this, 9.7%. I would have never seen that. If you asked me a couple of years ago, I would have said there's no way the Netherlands would get up to that sort of level, and yet there they are. But here's what I want to show you. This is the United States of America, the most powerful nation in the world. 8.5% inflation with no signs of slowing down. The United States has higher inflation than Gambia and Tajikistan, uh, Nicaragua, uh, Mexico, even higher inflation than Mexico. If it keeps going, you're probably going to see people going the other way across the border. And then we have Germany pulling in here at 7.3, although it's closer to 7.6. And here's the United Kingdom, 7% here. Okay, so ladies and gents, the reason I'm sharing all that and I'm telling you about all of this sort of stuff and you know, these Weimar notes and stuff. This is not real money. Don't get fooled by it. Don't get caught out. Make sure you have some real money, whether that's gold or silver, you have assets, whatever those assets are, those physical, tangible assets are. Don't just leave everything in the bank. Make sure that you are protected because it's inevitable. Your currency is going to collapse eventually. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, it might not be for a few years. It could keep going on and on and on. But eventually everything is gonna come down. These fiat currencies are going to collapse as they always do. The central banks are not gonna take the hard way out. They're gonna take the easy way out as they always have done, they always will do. It's the same pattern throughout history. So I hope this sort of guidance today really helped you to better protect your money and assets. As always, you're more than welcome to join my private community if you want uh, another level of, of assistance here, or if you just wanna buy me a coffee to say thank you for the work. I really appreciate that. The link is below in the description. Thank you so much. Take care, God bless, and I'll see you tomorrow.